This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is your partner, Big Boy, interested in giving back to your community while making new connections in your neighborhood. Introducing Neighbor to Neighbor, a California volunteers network that empowers you to take action, contribute to local needs, and be a part of something bigger than yourself. Visit caneighbors.com to learn more about how you can get to know your neighbor and strengthen your community. Neighbor to Neighbor, it takes a neighborhood. Hello. Hello everyone, regular listeners of the Paddock and the Pavilion will know the show's connection to the trailblazing trainer Ellen Challoner and the Challoner family. In this podcast, I was joined by Ellen's great-granddaughter, Susie Wilkes, to talk about the Ellen Challoner Stakes, which was first run at Newmarket's Rolly Mile on Saturday, May the 6th. Joining Susie are her cousins, Marietta Krikar and Tom Challoner. I was also joined by Anne Elliott, the part owner of Azure Blue, the filly who won the first Ellen Challoner Stakes. While Joe Rendell of the Jockey Club gives his reaction to this historic day at the Rowley Mile Newmarket. Enjoy another chapter in the Ellen Challoner story. Hello, Susie. Welcome back to the paddock and the pavilion to talk about the Ellen Challoner Stakes Day. Thank you, Stephen. It's good to be here. Well, before we talk about you and your family's experience on Saturday, the 6th of May, actually the whole weekend, I think, Susie, did you ever think you would be at Newmarket to watch a race named after your great-grandmother? No, I, I didn't. I thought she was so far in the past that really people wouldn't be interested. But I was amazed, actually, at how many people have have sort of come back to me and said you know how fascinating the whole story is well one person who wasn't able to be at Newmarket was your cousin Marietta but I did manage to catch up with her a few days before the race for her reaction can you believe we have an Ellen Challoner stakes on Saturday I found that a complete surprise very unexpected and I think it's wonderful I really do. And it, she deserves it because uh, of her achievement. You know, the first lady of the turf, uh, sort of having eight children, riding until she's about 96. And she well deserves it. I think it's absolutely fantastic. It's really thanks to Marietta that all this has happened. She was very determined, although she's not a racing person, 
she was very determined that she was going to get Ellen recognised and she's achieved it. And I think she's done amazingly. Well, thank you for that. Uh, and I know working with Marietta for over sort of 12 months, uh, she she made a real difference to to the campaign. I said weekend because you travelled down on the train from Scotland. It's a long time since you've been to Newmarket. I don't think I've been there since 1977. Uh, it, had, it had changed quite a lot. Uh, yes, I came down on the train, um, had a terrible journey because we had a points failure at York. Um, they had us on and off numerous trains before they decided which one was going to Peterborough. And um, I was standing waiting to get off at Peterborough with another lady um, and we got talking and I asked her uh, where she was going and she said she was going to Newmarket and I said oh so am I and I said are you going racing and she said yes I've got a runner and she said have you got a runner and I said no but I've got a race and she was asking me all about it so I told her about the Ellen Challoner race and she said oh my horse is running in that race and the rest is history, really, because it was her horse that actually won the race. It's quite a coincidence. Yeah, it was. It's not often you can say that you, you're, the race is named after your family. But uh, I, I did get to speak to Anne Elliott, the part owner of Azure Blue, who won the race, to find out her side of the story, travelling down with you on the train to Newmarket. Can you take up the story of meeting Susie Wilkes, the great granddaughter of Ellen Challoner, on the train? Yes, very unusually. I was going to Newmarket by train on Friday, uh, the day before the race. Um, my partners, the Appletons, um, who uh, they have family in Newmarket and their son works there. Um, they've been down earlier in the week seeing the grandchildren. And we knew that after Newmarket on Saturday, we were going up to Hamilton to see another horse run on the Sunday. And so I said, look, I'll just nip down on the train um, and I'll meet up with you. Then we'll all travel together because there's no no point in having two cars down there. So I, as it happened, Susie had got on the train at Edinburgh. I got on at Darlington. And at York, there was chaos because points, problems further down the line. And I think we were probably on about four trains before we got back to you know back on a train that was going to Newark uh, and then we got off at Peterborough and I got up from my seat and she was actually sitting opposite me at this stage and I noticed her get up and there's just something I thought she looked involved in racing she looked as if she might be going to Newmarket so I was standing in the foyer uh, before the, the the train stopped and I just got chatting and I said oh were you on that train the fated train that was delayed and delayed and delayed. And she says, yes, I came on at Edinburgh. And I said, I said are, you going, are you going on from Peterborough? She says, yes, I'm going to Newmarket, but I'm being picked up at Cambridge. And I said, oh, I'm going to Newmarket. I said, you're going racing. And so that's how it happened. And she says, yeah, I'm down for my great-grandmother's race. I said, that's the Phillies listed race, isn't it? She says, yeah, have you got to run? And then it, that's how it happened. And so we got off together at um, Peterborough. And then our paths sort of split. And then I met her after, back on, on the winner's podium when we won the race on Saturday. So it was just a pure fluke, A, that I was on the train, 
We'd obviously been very different carriages earlier on the train, but because of all the cancellations, we just ended up in the same carriage and ended up getting off at the same time. What a coincidence. You, you don't always speak to other passengers when you just happen to speak to the right one. Well, yeah. So, yeah you, you, well, it's northern, I suppose. We do speak to people. We do speak to people on some trains. Um, but yeah, I don't always. And it was just very, I just thought she looked as if she was going racing. How many members of the family came down to Newmarket, Susie? I think there were eight of us all together, including a cousin, actually quite a close cousin, because I've trapped him on the family tree, and who we'd, met, we'd never met, Philip Challoner. And he is the great-grandson, no, grandson, I think, of one of Ellen's children. He and I exchanged family trees and we and I, I traced where he'd sort of fitted in. So that was very interesting. Unfortunately, Charlie Swan was, was a non-runner on the day. He was. He had to go and work. So that was very sad. I think he was very sad to miss it, actually. But I hope he might come to the unveiling of the, of the tombstones. But um, he's, he's also been a great support. You did have a meal out on the Friday night, though, I think, didn't you? Yes, we all... We were all together in the same hotel, so we, we had a we had a very good weekend, except the weather was awful. And how were the family looked after on Ellen Challoner Stakes Day? Uh, we were we were thoroughly spoilt, really. We were met by Sophie and taken up to the owners and trainers, where she showed us uh, a photograph of Ellen that's been put up in the owners and trainers with a plaque underneath explaining who she is and we had a drink there and um and then we we um we went to watch um the first race uh and then we were taken into the paddock to uh judge the best turned out which uh I think because none of them really know a lot about racing fell to uh charlie swan's dad donald and myself and then we were taken up to the royal box to watch the race because actually newmarket's not a great viewing race course because and it was quite foggy so the best way to watch anything was on the television um so and then after the race we were taken down back to the paddock to present the prize but we and we, we were extremely well looked after jo, both joe and sophie from the jockey club have been great Yes, and you also met with uh, an old school friend and... Uh, yes, TV I did, I did, in, yes. In the Royal Box. Yes, um, Roz, who's a, who is a member of the Jockey Club, actually, and lives very near there. Um, I managed to get in touch with her uh, and we met up, which was, which was great. It was lovely to see her again. One of the things we were talking about, which was another connection was that one of the other girls that we were at school with is Bunty War and of course it was Bunty's father who trained from Osborne House who Sir Mark took over from and I never knew that and of course her father knew Ellen and I all those years we were at school together I never knew that which is very sad really I might even have got myself invited to the stables Amazing how you found that yeah. out uh, on that day. Yeah, yes. We always used to be frightfully je jealous of Bunty because she was allowed out of prep to listen to the race results on the radio. 
You also spoke to Bruff Scott in the Royal Box as well. Yes, yes. I have actually met Bruff before because he came up to Perth uh, when he was doing a tour of all the race courses. Um, yes, and uh, yes, it's always interesting to talk to him. I know he hadn't spoken or didn't know Donald Swan because I um, I introduced yes. him to Donald Swan. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, they must have been riding about the same time together as amateurs, I think. Yes, because Donald was riding in the early 70s, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We mentioned earlier earlier that the race was won by Azure Blue, the Michael Dodds trained filly, ridden by Paul Mulrennan, and uh, part owned, as we said, by Anne Elliott. And I got to speak to Anne about the race win. First time out, you know, you wonder how fit she is. We've had very changeable weather up here. It's been warm, then cold, and wet and windy. And fillies, they like the sun on the back. And, you know, it's we didn't know first time out whether, um, whether you know, she would fit. But Paul Mulrennan's always loved her. Um, and, you know, he, he's given us a lot of confidence. But you never know first time out. She, last year, first time out, she didn't win. Um, we're just very, very lucky to have her. So were you confident on the day, even despite all the rain? No, no. You I don't think you can be confident in a Phillies listed race at Newmarket on Guinea's Day. It's just, it's it's beyond dreams for, you know, a small yard. You know, um, Michael's horses had just started running into form. You just don't know how fit they are until you get them on the race course, really. So, no, it was it was a magical day. And where did you watch the race from? Linda and I have got our own little place. Uh, we've got sort of creatures of habit. Um, there's a bin just below the owners and trainers, and we stand behind the bin, <laughs> the owners and trainers. And then Michael's daughters, he's got twin daughters, Chloe and Sophie. Um, and Chloe's um, working with Michael now, as, uh, you know, learning the trade, so to speak. And they travelled out on the day. So we were standing with um, Chloe because Sophie had led up um Michael's other runner in the in the race, Gulforce Mayor. And she won by won by half a length. Uh was it half a length in the end? Yeah, I think I so, think. yeah. Yeah, she she sort of she came uh, she sort of Michael um Paul covers her up to start with because she can be quite keen. Um she raced in the centre and then about a furlong out, he, he let her go, and I just thought, oh, is it a bit soon? Has he come a bit soon? But no, she stuck to a task, and she loves that finish. She loves that uphill finish. And she's, my, um, Paul said she's such a well-balanced filly. She was just amazing, uh, just first time out. She could have a good blow at the end, but that's only to be expected. I mean, you know, it's uh, it's a filly's listed race, Newmarket on Guinea's Day. Yes, yeah, the, the inaugural running of the Ellen Challoner Stakes. What does it feel like it, to... Yeah. I know, and it's going to be it's going to be retained the name, I think, which is amazing. And when you hear the story of Ellen Challoner, um, she had a she had a sad life in lots of ways. You know, losing her husband at early age, then surviving all her children, and you know, it was um, she was some some lady, I think. And I'm so pleased she's been acknowledged because I remember I'm old enough to remember when the first licenses were given to lady trainers in in the 60s and it was a big thing um women being allowed to train um and no it's just nice to see her acknowledged for herself and for her family 
and that her grave is going to be acknowledged as well. I actually got to speak to you, uh, Susie, and your cousin Tom on the race day. And this is what you had to say on the race day. Well, it's been very exciting. Um, The weather could have been better. Um, The right horse won. Uh, as I happened to meet the owner of that horse on the train coming down from Scotland. Um, But it's been a huge privilege for the family, and I hope Ellen will have been very proud of us that at last we have got her to the forefront of lady trainers. And you've been very well looked after by the jockey club? Very well looked after, very spoiling. Um, Yes, I doubt we'll get this, this treatment again, but it's been wonderful. Thank you, jockey club. It's been a great honour. We've really enjoyed it, seeing all the horses, beautiful horses, and actually presenting the prize for the, for the, for the winner of the Ellen Challoner race. It was really interesting. And how are things going with the uh, headstone, Tom? Well, the headstone has caused us a few problems. We want, wanted a light uh, limestone uh, stone, which would match the surrounding stones, which we were able to find. But unfortunately, as you always you always have trouble with these things we had to had to be imported from abroad and it has caused some delay but we've at last managed to get them erected and they're fully erected now and uh, we've got two graves one for ellen challoner and one for tom challoner the ellen challoner stakes has already set a high standard of winner because azure blue went on to win a group two race at york on the 17th of May. Yes, I saw that, yes. And you've guessed it, I spoke to Anne Elliott about that win at York, and this is what she had to say about the uh, Group 2 victory for Azure Blue. Since we last spoke, your filly Azure Blue has now won a Group 2, the 1895 Duke of York Clipper Stakes, at York's Dante Meeting. (laughs) How unreal is that? (laughs) Um, yeah, I mean, and, you know, she went off a 12 to 1. There was no um, paddock, you know, there was no paddock commentary. There was na- no commentary down at the start. It was, um, yeah, it was, she was under the radar, I think. I think that's the top and the bottom of it. She was under people's radar. She went off a 12 to 1, um, which was a great price, bearing in mind she's won the her last two races have been listed. She won the last four. Yeah, it's it's surreal, I think, is the best way to, to talk about it. But, oh, how lucky we are to have her. I mean, she's uncomplicated. She's proven she, she goes on. She went on soft. She's gone on good ground. We wouldn't want it any firmer. I know last year at Newmarket, she had a couple of races um, on the July course, and it was just really firming up. And so we just want to look after her, really. The whole team must have been so excited at winning a, a group race. Yeah, well, Michael's won. Obviously, he's had um, Mecca's Angel, Mab's Cross, Intense Romance. He's won group races. And then, of course, at the moment, he's got Dakota Gold, who is a York specialist. Comanche Falls was third in our race, which was a brilliant run for him. And that's a second listed. You know, he was at two's one, two stewards. So he's really good with sprinters. I mean, he just looks after his horses. He's very good with fillies. Um, they just seem to respond to his his way of um, of training, and um, for us to have her, 
And he pulled on running, always thought she was a, great, a very good filly in the making. He's always said that right from last year. But, you know, they've got to go in the course and do it. And um, she's proven herself. And to go from listed to group two, um, as Michael said, you know, it was quite an ask. Especially, it was a group one field, you know, the group one winners. You had Highland um, you know, Highfield Princess, three group ones. Um, and, it, you know, it... it We've, we've always had faith in her, but, you know, they've got to go out and do it. And she did. <laughs> she's amazing. I mean, she is, and she's very well balanced. She's a big filly. She's over 500K, but she's she's very well balanced, as she's proved at Newmarket, coming out the dip and, uh, and up the hill. So, yeah, we're just very, very fortunate to have her. And to say, Peter and Linda, my partners, in her, they mind her, found her at book three at Tats. Um, so yeah, don't and know what this, else to say really. <laughs> and for this podcast, the uh, the Alan Challoner Stakes podcast, a great advert for, for great the, advert the for Alan Challoner Stakes. It is, it's a great stepping stone. I mean, the, the team, all it really is a team effort. Andrew, who looks after her, Kenny, the traveling had lad, has taken her to the races, they've kept her calm, you know, they've. They know how to look after at the races. Michael, Carol, and, and you know his daughters. You know they're riding out on the gallops. It's it's a real team effort. You know you've got your stable jockey Connor and Paul and and um, Phil Dens. They go in to ride out, and you know it's hard work. It really is hard work. And I think Paul says, you know, it makes all those early mornings and those late nights and those long days worth it. So we're very lucky. And as you say, the other challenge was it. A great stepping stone. And I mean, you couldn't get two more contrasting weather days. You know, it was Newmarket when Alan Challoner raced was just a deluge. But I mean, that was a big meeting as well. I mean, that was, you know, the 2000 Guineas Day. And then we go to the Dante meeting, first day, you know, the big race of the day, the group, group two with a Musadora group three. I mean, it was, I say, it was amazing. And for a small yard, you know, um, and local and it's fair it's great we can go and see a you know we go up uh mainly saturdays but some wednesdays as well and uh yeah it's lovely all a lot of the owners were there on you know, the owners in the yard were there on on wednesday and you know everybody's pleased for everybody when they have a good good success and you know it's the same we've seen it with dakota gold comanche falls intense romance get knotted you know these sprinters that michael's had he just he seems to have a bit of genius about him when it comes to them. Well, thank you, Anne, again for being thank on the podcast and the very best of luck with Azure Blue for the rest of the season. Remember, you can follow The Paddock and the Pavilion on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at The Pad and Pav. Susie, you've also got some excellent news on the headstones for Ellen and the family. Yes, the headstones have been put in and they look terrific. Um, and we're having an unveiling in October and we're all going to meet again down there. Um, I hope I'm going to be able to go, but I, I may not. But there'll certainly be quite a, lo a large contingent of family um, to, to officially unveil them. But from the photographs I've seen, they look really good. Yeah, I've been down to see them themselves and I've got some photos and they do look... Uh... They do look very special. There's plenty, a very big area for them. Um, Ellen's in 
Newmarket Cemetery just across from the Rowley Mile Racecourse where she used to attend. And we mustn't forget Ellen Challoner was also the first woman trainer to win a race at Royal Ascot with Jersey Lily in 1887. Yes, I believe so. That was quite an achievement. It's now that the Jersey stakes and a uh, hundred years later, one of the guests on the Paddock and the Pavilions podcast, Gay Kellaway, became the first woman jockey to ride a winner at Royal Ascot. Yes, it was lovely to meet Gay at the jockey club on the day that we went down to launch the the um, the whole appeal. Before I ask you for your final thoughts, Susie, on the Ellen Challoner Stakes Day, let's hear from Joe Rendell at the Jockey Club. Joe's the communications lead for the Eastern Region, and this is what he had to say about the day. I think it was a it was a really good day. It was obviously um, it was obviously a little damper than we were anticipating, um, but I think the atmosphere on course was fantastic, actually. Um, and it and I don't think you know the weather really kind of dampened the spirits of of the racecoers who were there. Obviously, um, a very very impressive winner um, of the of the Ellen Challenger Stakes with Azure Blue, who's gone on to to do good things at, at York more recently since. Um, and it was a really nice day to have the family there. Actually, I think. Obviously, you know, some of them are very involved in racing, some of them slightly less so. Um, but we were able to show them the kind of new portrait and plaque we've got for Ellen Challoner in our owners and trainers suite, um, which I think they really appreciated. And we were able to get them involved, you know, choosing the best turned out horse beforehand and doing the presentation afterwards um, and just giving them a bit of a feel for the day, really. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, it, it's been it's been a brilliant initiative to be to be involved in. It's obviously been um, a little while coming to fruition, but um, it felt like a really, really nice way to uh, kind of close things off, I suppose, um, and to, to thank the Challenger family for the for the campaign and, and others such as yourself as well um, on, you know, what was a really historic day for Newmarket with obviously Frankie's last winner in the 2000 Guineas and also the, the coronation of King Charles III. So, Susie, what are your final reflections on Ellen Challoner Stakes Day? Mustn't forget, it was also Coronation Day. It was 2000 Guineas Day. And to get the American feeling, it was also the Kentucky Derby Day as well. Yes, it was quite some day. Well, I'm I'm absolutely delighted that um, Ellen's getting the recognition that uh, we, the family, think she deserves. Um, it's a great honour to have a race named after her in perpetuity. Um, I hope she's up there looking down and I hope she'll be very pleased. Well, I'm sure she will. And uh, thank you for joining me again to celebrate Ellen Challoner Stakes Day. Thank you, Stephen. And thank you for all your help in getting us where we have got to. Thank you very much. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is your partner, Big Boy, interested in giving back to your community while making new connections in your neighborhood. Introducing Neighbor to Neighbor, a California volunteers network that empowers you to take action, contribute to local needs, and be a part of something bigger than yourself. Visit caneighbors.com to learn more about how you can get to know your neighbor and strengthen your community. Neighbor to Neighbor, it takes a neighborhood. Hello.